You're listening to The Voice, the podcast of IABC Ottawa. The number you have dialed. You're listening to The Voice, episode 13. This episode is hosted by Judd Rasmussen, communication strategist and a partner at Ottawa-based marketing boutique One Marketing, Inc. Welcome back to The Voice. I'm Judd Rasmussen, and today I'm joined by Scott Lake, who's the founder and CEO of Ottawa-based Swix, a social media analytics company. Scott, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Judd. Uh, don't mock me throughout this whole conversation. Uh, I'll be a bit of a cynic too. Let's start with saying that uh, I started 2011. We're, we're pushing June now. We're um, reading the, the predictions for the year, and this was the year that everybody was going to get serious about measuring their social media. Yep. Uh, I still see a lot of marketers, I think, wasting their time, throwing time and money at social media. Yep. Are you seeing a, a switch? Are people actually getting better at understanding it and managing what they're doing? I don't know if they're getting better at it, but they're starting to figure out what are the most important numbers they need to be measuring. Okay. So in other words, before it was uh, strictly a quantity versus quality type game, whereas right. you wanted to increase your followers, um, you know, friends, likes, fans, all that stuff. Um, how you market to those people really determines what type of people you get to follow you. And really it's a marketing, it's a marketing exercise. And so if you have a bunch of people who are interested in your social properties, who are in no way interested in your products or services, then it doesn't matter how many people you have, it's not efficient. So what I think people have, the, 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 um, the shift that I'm seeing is, is that people are starting to realize that um, the quality of their marketing is more important because they want to attract the right people. It's not strictly how many people can I get to do something. It's how effective is that? And so measuring quality is, um, a lot more important as far as I'm concerned, and, and certainly it's what we do with our products. Um, so that almost, I'll interject, it almost sounds to me then people are moving more towards campaigns yeah. that they can get more niche on, they know the returns they want, as opposed to awareness. Is That's that fair? Right. Yeah, because awareness is, uh, I mean, it's great, and there's certainly a, a use for it, but when it comes to, I think everyone's realized that uh, social media is an important part of marketing. It's important to get the word out, but at this point, Lots of companies have active communities and they want to start to market to them. And so what they find out when they start to do this is, is that, oh, you know what, when we were giving away iPads, everyone in the world was signing up, not necessarily because they're interested in my company, right. uh, but because they wanted to get a free iPad. So what we're seeing now is, is people kind of dipping into those uh, existing communities and really finding out the quality of those leads. And so I think the difference is, is that when you want to get someone to do something or a group of people to do something, um, you have to start to measure the effectiveness and quality of that process. And you use the word leads. Yeah. So that's something measurable. Uh, is that the focus now? Do our companies saying, I want to understand the ratios for every dollar spent on social media campaign, I want to understand how much revenue we're going to get? Well, it's certainly going that way. I mean, social media, a lot of people are realizing that it's actually another sales channel. Right. It's another way to reach uh, potential clients. Um, I think it makes, you know, this isn't reinventing the wheel. These metrics are used in TV promotions, traditional marketing, ads, whatever. I mean, even, you know, banner ads, they want to see what they're converting at. Right. And social media is really the same thing. It's just a way to um, reach people in a much more, um, 
let's say, personal way than like a TV commercial. Um, and you can certainly connect and have strong relationships with people who are passionate about your products. And that's really the people that you want to sell to. Okay. Now, we were talking about uh, before, before this podcast, there's a bunch of tools out there, yours included, that will help people get focused and, yep. and uh, create their dashboards. Are you finding that uh, companies and, and community managers, whatever you call them, are actually capable of running campaigns on their own? Or do they still need a quote-unquote expert to hold their hands through the initial ones? They need that consultant or that, a company like yours to do both, product and services. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, and again, this is, it's not really new stuff. It's just implementing it in a new medium. So I think what happens with community managers is they're responsible for, you know, creating the content, having relationships with the, the potential clients and the community members. When it comes to marketing uh, and marketing ideas, the problem I'm seeing is, is that a lot of organizations have lots of experience in traditional marketing. They don't really have experience in social marketing. And so what they try and do is jam like a traditional marketing campaign into a social environment and it just doesn't work as well. So a lot of times, you know, companies will come to us and just say, look, we know you build these tools. Right. Could you just give us a hand uh, figuring out how we can make best use of our abilities to market to our community? So it's really word of mouth marketing and community marketing. And so for us, uh, we, we invest in it mostly as a learning experience for the client mm -hmm. because it essentially guarantees their continued use of our products. But the point is, is that uh, we'll do two or three engagements. At that point, you know, people kind of get the hang of it. You're teaching them how to fish. Yeah, essentially you teach them how to finish. And, okay. um, and that's, yeah, teach them how to fish. And that's the, that's the, you know, I mean, we're primarily a software company, but the services are, are necessary to, you know, as part of the education process. What are the kind of things that people are measuring in a campaign? Well, there's two types of things that people measure. Well, there's actually three. Um, we only do two of them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I'll tell you about all three because okay. we will be doing the third soon enough. Um, the one thing that people need to measure is essentially the health and size of their community. How engaged is their community and how big is their community? And that's pretty easy stuff. That's just tell me uh, how many, uh, the size of my audience or reach and then how engaged they are with me. So a community manager's job is essentially to make sure that that keeps growing because that's essentially the sales channel that you're going to go in and market to. Right. Second part is when you are marketing to them, um, since you're spending money on this, there's no reason why you should not be able to find out what the result of that was. So those are the types of metrics where you're pushing opportunities or offers or um, you know, any type of marketing effort into your social communities that you should be able to figure out exactly how many people clicked on the offer, converted on the offer, and if it was an e-commerce, how much money you made. Because if you're spending, you know, ten or twenty thousand dollars in the production of a campaign, you want to make sure that you made at least ten or twenty thousand dollars at the back end. Right. At the same time, if uh, the offer is an activity-based offer, so let's say an awareness offer where you're going out into social media and you want to provide a client something of value, and so, I mean, this is important. The only real marketing offers that work are the ones that provide something of value to the client that's related specifically to the business. Right. So that type of stuff is. You know, if you are, you know, distributing white papers or putting on conferences or uh, having people sign up for, um, you know, specific learning opportunities uh, that you're giving away for free, um, at that point you want to figure out how much money I spent and what what was the result. So in other words, how many people came to my uh, WebEx or how many people came to our conference, and 
what percentage of those people usually convert to a lead in the client. Right. So it's it's the same, like no one has reinvented how marketing is done, but what we've done is we've taken a medium where uh, that allows you to connect to lots of people, generally pretty easily, um, and now what you're trying to do is just provide the highest value stuff to the people who are most likely to become clients. Okay. Now, we talk about, it's, it's just one factor in your marketing mix right yep. now, right? Which, thank God, we've hit that point because I'm sick to, <laughs> of talking about social media as a standalone entity. Yeah. Um, tie it back to your website. So, I, my company does a lot of web development and yep. design. Uh, social media still seems to be uh, a secondary thing. Once we get the web up, and then we'll start looking at social media, and then we'll start looking at you know, yeah. other things we're going to do with it. Do you think your social strategy should be put in place in conjunction with a, with a new website, or is it still work you can do them separately? You know what I'm asking? I would always, yeah, I would always do them in conjunction. The point is, is that you own a website. On that website, people will come and they'll generally read information about you. Mm -hmm. uh, what they say about you, how, when they express their needs for your products or services, that will never happen on your website. That happens off in space someplace. Right. So the one benefit of doing it in conjunction with social media is, is that uh, when you have a presence on Facebook and Twitter and let's say you've got some great videos on YouTube and you're um, you know, active in those spaces, you essentially give people <laughs> something, a way that they can either interact directly with you or directly with people who are interested in the same things that they are interested in. Um, and the last part, which I didn't mention before, but which is the listing component, is just gives people the ability to go out and um, find where those conversations are happening right. and participate in those conversations. So it's almost like um, it's like having a phone that only goes one way if you've got a website. Do you know what I mean? You can't yeah. you can't call out, and people can only call in, and you only, you hope they call in because no one else got them before they dial the number. Right. What about starting your campaign? Um, your phone analogy, for some reason, made me think about bugging a room. But we talked about, <laughs> you, you, I don't know why, but we talked about clients advising them to, to understand what's happening yeah. out there before they, they engage. That's right. Um, so they could use a tool set like yours from Swix uh, to listen, really, right? No, so just listening is the only thing that we, I mean, we're building it right now. Yeah. But the larger conversation, uh, you know, the things that are happening on sites that you don't control. So not your website, not okay. your uh, sort of corporate Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, blog, whatever, uh, out in the rest of space. Right. Um, yeah, and I agree, it's very important. We're, we're in the process of um, building uh, a social search engine that will allow people to create alerts for themselves where they can simply put in either terms for their industry or what they do. Right or their own names and just find out where people are talking about and what they're actually saying. So years ago, you used to hire like a, a press clipping service who would just yeah. collect everything and you're going to offer the same thing. Yeah, now you just basically put an email address and a couple of search terms <laughs> and it gets delivered to you for free every day. Well, how, <laughs> how, long, uh, how long should somebody, they're finally going to jump into the social media pool, how long should they, they listen, you think, to really before they move into it? Is it, is it one month? Is it two months before they... Is there, is there a rule of thumb? So I would say there's no rule of thumb. They should jump into it slightly before they feel comfortable with it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's no need to wait, right? Right. Um, I think if, there's two things that are gonna happen. One, they're gonna realize, is there a community in social media for the, the things that I'm doing? Right. Um, and if there's not, great, that's actually a great opportunity to build one, right? If there are active communities, then what I would say is to start investing your time 
participating in those acting in those active communities, mm -hmm. uh, not marketing to them, just participating in them. Um, at some point, you're going to have to set up your own presence, and what that does is is if you're if you're an active participant in the community, people will always come back and creep you on all your other social sites. Right. If they if they figure out that you have a product or service that could be of benefit to them, they already know you from a community, they'll likely reach out. Right. You've established your presence, your credibility. What, what are the mistakes you see people still making? We've talked about the good things that you should be doing. Are there a couple of glaring mistakes that people just keep repeating? Yeah, the, the, um, the uh, retweet this for winning an iPad. <laughs> Fair enough. Let me I write mean, that there down. Are, there, are, there, are, there are bots that simply um, you know, follow those people and retweet things, and it's, you know, you, d you just end up with a ton of followers who don't really care about you. Right. Uh, okay, so we get to wrap things up. Are there any tips that you'd like to leave the listeners with? Is there anything that you think um, to, to, to qualify if they're doing things properly, things they should ask themselves? I think they want to make sure that if you're doing a campaign to your community, you really should be able to, uh, I mean, this is social media. Everything is on the web, whether you use Google Analytics, my tool, any tool, yeah. you can really track all of the traffic and measure the success of all of the effort that you've put into uh, the campaign. And at the end of the day, you need to be able to justify this to your boss, to your client, uh, with regards to whether it's not it's working. So I would say just make sure that when you do a campaign that you use shortened URLs, mm -hmm. that you're able to track uh, clicks, conversions, sales, uh, where the traffic came from, what was the success rate at the end, and continuously iterate on that process. So really, if you are not tracking what you're doing online, you shouldn't be doing it. Well, it's just a, it's just a, I mean, it's not a waste of time because you can get a great result, but you know, you certainly can't tell anyone that you've got a great result if you don't know that you have a great result. Fair enough. Nor can you compare it to other campaigns. So we're going to wrap up there. If you'd like to learn more about social media measurement, uh, you can check out Scott's website, SwixHQ, S-W-I-X-H-Q.com. Or you can follow Scott Lake on Twitter at Scottica, S-C-O-T-T-I-C-A. Scott, thanks for coming in. Excellent. Thanks, Scott. You've been listening to the podcast of the International Association of Business Communicators, Ottawa Chapter, produced at the Media Style Studio at the Coat Factory. 